You're listening to Ari Goldwag's Parsha Podcast, recorded in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5767-2007. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Shoftim. In this week's Parsha, we have a very interesting subject that I would like to discuss. The Torah talks about the appointment of a king, a king over Israel. The verse says, in chapter 17, verse 15, you shall place upon yourselves a king that God shall choose from amidst your brothers shall you place a king the only person who can be a king over Israel is someone who is your brother, a Jew and the verses go on to say he can't have too many horses he can't have too many wives he can't have too much money. Very interesting. Whoever heard of a king without a lot of horses, without a lot of wives, without a lot of money? The Torah says no. That's not the point of a king. The point of a king is not to amass wealth. The Torah continues and says, When he sits upon his throne, The king has to write himself his own personal Sefer Torah, his own Torah scroll that he has to keep with him constantly and he has to constantly read from that Torah. It will be with him and he will constantly read from it all the days of his life. Why? In order to learn to fear Hashem. In order to keep all the commandments, we're skipping a drop. Next verse, verse 20. In order that his heart not rise, me'echov, Above his brothers, not to turn right or left from the commandments. This is an unbelievable thing. The Torah prescribes precisely what is a king, how should a king behave. A king is not meant to amass wealth. A king is not meant to become haughty. He's meant to be an agent of Hashem, an agent of God, to make sure that the Jewish people is taken care of and to make sure that the Jewish people take care of their obligations to God. Now I'd like to take you off on what may seem like a tangent, however we're going to bring it back to these verses and you're going to see how it connects. There's a very interesting and not well-known piece written by the Gaon of Vilna, the genius from Vilna, Rabbi Elio Kramer, who lived in the 1700s. The Gra, as he's commonly known, noted the following idea. In a number of places we find that the Torah is referred to as water. It says, Yarov kamatar lekhi, tizal katalim rasi. In the Song of Hazinu it says that the Torah is like rain and like dew. And the Gra writes a very unusual comment about the characteristics that both Torah and rain share. Now rain in Western culture it's not a positive thing. Rainy days are associated with depression, with sadness. But the truth is that in Torah, rain is a very positive thing because rain is the thing that makes everything grow. It's the thing that makes the crops grow. It's the thing that makes the fruit trees grow. But rain, besides for making all the good things grow, also has this property that it's indiscriminate. Rain also makes weeds grow. It makes poisonous berries grow. It makes poisonous plants grow. Rain is the power of growth. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether you want it or not, rain's going to make that thing grow. Unless you take those weeds out of your garden before the rain comes. If you wait until the rain comes, the weeds are going to grow, they're going to get out of hand. And if you don't remove them very quickly, 
soon they're going to overcome your garden and overcome all the good things in your garden, all your vegetables, all your trees, and they're going to kill everything else. Similarly, says the Gon Mivilna, the great genius Rabbeinu Eliyahu, the same thing is true with the Torah. In what way? The Torah has the ability to make all of a person's characteristics grow. The Torah has the power to be an indiscriminate growth factor for all of a person's positive and negative character traits. Therefore, says the Grah, it's essential that before a person begin learning Torah, before a person beginning delving into the depths of God's Torah, he must remove all of his negative traits. Because if he doesn't, what's going to happen is the Torah is going to actually make those traits grow. All the negative traits, all the positive traits as well, of course. But the negative traits as well have the power to grow. I'll give you an example, simple example. And this is something that I see with my own eyes. A person has to really watch out for this in themselves and also with other people. If someone is not working on his character, is not working on trying to remove the negative traits that lie within him, for instance, ego. So everything that he looks for in the Torah, everything that he sees in the Torah, he's constantly trying to twist it and distort it to make it fit in with his agenda. Instead of going back to the tradition of all the Torah that we have handed down from father to son, father to son, all the way back to Sinai, some people create new things, brand new things that they made up from their own minds, not based on anything to do with Torah. Why? Because they haven't removed the evil, the ego that's within them, and they just want to further their distorted views of reality. And it's very easy to distort the Torah because the Torah is very open to misinterpretation. The Torah itself even says, Ki Hashem. The ways of God are straight. Tzadikim yelchuvam, the righteous shall walk in them. Uposhim yikashluvam, and those who are negligent will stumble in them. And God set everything up this way in order that a person maintain his bechira, his free choice. In order for there to be free choice in every area, in every place in life, there must be a choice between good and bad. Even if you're learning the Torah, even if you're trying to do the commandments, it's still possible to fall if a person doesn't have the right intentions. And you know how you get to the right path, says the Gra? The way to get on the right path is to make sure that you remove all of your bad midos, your bad character traits. Once you've removed your ego, once you've looked past your ego, and you're really looking for the truth in all sincerity, that's when you're going to find it. That's when the Torah is going to make all of your good midos, all of your good character traits grow. And that's when you're going to access and be able to come close to God. This is a very timely message. And the reason I say that it's a timely message is because today, as I'm saying this, it's now Rosh Chodesh Elul. It's the first day of the month on the Hebrew calendar of Elul. Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day of Elul, marks the beginning of the 40-day period from Rosh Chodesh Elul, from this day, until the day of Yom Kippur. There are 40 days from now until Yom Kippur. And this is a time that's especially conducive and advisable to work on our midos, to work on our character traits. And specifically on the character traits that involve other people, involve Ben Adam Lechaveru between man and man. In fact, I just heard in a speech given by Rabbi Feldman, the Rosh Yeshiva of Baltimore Yeshiva, near Israel, near Israel, that the word Elul, this is well known, Elul, the letters of Elul are Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, which is actually the beginning of the words Ani Ledodi Vidodi Li, I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me, which is a verse in Shir Hashirim, in the Song of Songs. It also is the first letters, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, of Ish L'Re'eu Umatanos L'Evyonim, man to his friend, and giving gifts to poor people. Both of these ideas represent and hint to the fact that Elul, this month that we're beginning now, is a time 
of working on our interpersonal relationships, our man-to-man relationships, Ben Adam Lechavero. And in fact, if you think about it, it's really appropriate in this time leading up to Rosh Hashanah that this is something that we work on. Because if you think about it, the theme that we constantly see throughout Rosh Hashanah, it's really the idea behind the shofar, is that Hashem, we are being mamlich, we are making God our king. And in order to make God our king, we have to say we're not in charge. We're not the ones who are in charge. We have to deflate our egos. The best way to learn how to deflate our egos is by working on our interpersonal relationships between our fellow man. Now I want to make a little suggestion, and I think it's something, if you think about it, that's a great idea. Because on Rosh Hashanah, many times, every year, you know, we, we, we make these New Year's resolutions, as if to say, and a few days later or a month later, they're gone. But if we begin now and make a resolution right now, it's something that we can have with us on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, on these holy days. We can have something and say, look God, this is what we were able to accomplish in the time from one month ago until now. And it's something that certainly God will look at and say, my sons, my daughters are certainly trying their hardest to be better, to be good, to make me their king, to try to lower their own egos, to try to make themselves better people. I'd like to offer you the way to do it. Now, everyone has to think on their own exactly what they want to do. It could be, I'm not going to get angry at my child when he does something bad. Or I'm not going to criticize my spouse if they, something that, if they say something that I don't like. It can be any myriad of things. Be creative. But the thing that you have to do in order for it to be successful, and this is something that I read in a book by Stephen Covey, absolutely recommended, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He writes there that if a person wants to do something and really commit and be committed to it, Write it down. Write down a commitment. Make a commitment to yourself. Make yourself a promise and say, I'm going to actually keep that promise. Write it down on a piece of paper. It's something. Read it every day and say, this is something that I'm going to do and I'm not going to forego this. If my wife says something to me that makes me upset, I'm not going to say anything. At least once. Or maybe even twice. Or maybe the whole day. Every day for 30 days. And you come to Rosh Hashanah. You come to Yom Kippur with that in your, under your belt. God will say, my child, you're doing so well, you're trying so hard. I'm going to give you a ksiva bechasima tova. I'm going to write you and sign you for the best things for this coming year. Now, with all that in mind, I'd like to return back, as I promised, to the parsha, to what the verse says about the king. And I want you to notice something that is unbelievable in the verses that's clearly hinting to that which the Gras said, that which the holy, the great, the gone of Vilna Rabbeinu Eliyahu said, The verses say, A king, a king of Israel cannot have too many horses. He can't have too many wives. And he can't have too much wealth. And all this is why, what's the purpose? Levilti rum levavo. So that his heart not become haughty. Now I skipped something. And it's very important that we understand this. Because the Torah writes something, and when it writes something, it's very medayek. It's very careful about the way it writes. This is God writing, you know, you have to remember that. It says he can't have too many horses, and too many wives, too much money. And then, only then it says, and he should write himself a Sefer Torah. He has to write himself a Sefer Torah and keep it in his pocket and read from it all the time. But first thing he has to do is take actions that say, I'm not going to be haughty. I have to first remove the bad midos, first remove the evil characteristics, evil character traits from inside of me. I have to recognize that everything that I have affects me. When I have too much money, I have too many things, I'm flaunting all the good things that I have. That's something that it ingrains inside of myself. Evil traits, the evil trait of ego. It doesn't allow me to be humble. The only way that the words of the Torah can be machnia, can humble my heart, 
or if I removed the ego before, only then can the Torah have its full effect upon me and make all of my good midos, all of my good character traits rise. I'd like to wish you a kesiva v'chasima tova. It's already time, we can already say it. I hope that you merit to be written and signed in the Book of Life for the coming year, in the Book of Parnassah for good livelihood, and all the good things should come to you, and especially you should have the ability to come close to God. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast at any time, please feel free to email me, Ari Goldwag, A-R-I-G-O-L-D-W-A-G, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great Shabbos.